0: This is
1: where the theme uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Hi, everybody. What's welcome going on? To, Hello. Welcome to Super Gaming Brothers, the uh, first episode. Um, today, we have decided, after um, roping my brothers into doing this, to talk about um, the consoles, <laughs> because obviously, they're coming out very soon. Um, speaking of which. Hello, my name is George Ivan. Hello, I'm
2: Joseph. And I am the other one, Abraham.
1: <laughs> the other one. Uh, okay, so um, g- general thoughts and feelings. Um, all of us are planning on purchasing a PlayStation. Some of us, yeah, us already, I already got mine, dude. Yeah, yeah not,
3: to, not to rub it in, but some of us already have purchased the PlayStation 5. <laughs>
1: The answer so. is I didn't purchase one yet, um, <laughs> which is super exciting for me. Um, I you'll get there, you'll get there. I'm also dead serious, Abraham, about you. Um, like taking the what is it? I can't remember if it's eight o'clock or nine o'clock.
3: It's <laughs> eight o'clock.
2: It's eight o'clock.
1: <laughs> the day the PS5 comes out, he's. I'm gonna try and get you to uh, take my Walmart account information because I will be at work. So see if he can pre-order one for me. <laughs>
2: I'll right. honestly try to do it. I mean, I have to be in a week for class anyways. And class is dumb and I don't like it. So I'll just ignore it. And there do you I go.
1: go. <laughs> right. A little backstory too. I tried to pre-order this. In fact, the day the pre-orders came out, I got the closest to receiving a PlayStation.
2: Yes. Yeah, first. you told us about it.
1: <laughs> I was in the checkout. The wheel was, was spinning. And then nothing. I got nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it ended up dying. It's fine. And then this man decided to fall asleep while I ordered my PlayStation Five. <laughs> and then I got lucky because you guys told me about
2: it. You know, exactly. I got one too.
3: I tried calling. I tried calling them, and only one of them picked up.
1: <laughs> so that's okay. Oh man! All right. So we're all we we are all obviously you two are going to have one. You know, come like next week. Um. I'm True, trying the yeah. hardestest, um, but uh, pros and cons. H- how do we? How do we feel?
3: Pros and cons. Um, so, I mean, before we started recording, I was talking about this a little bit. Um, I think that if you're comparing it to the new Xbox, the Series X and Series S, um, I think that the the specs of like the <clears throat> The console itself, like the hardware inside of it, yeah. are so similar that you can't really go wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. If you decide to purchase either one, um, <clears throat> so it comes down essentially to um, the games that you want to play, and For I sure. think that that's super important this generation. It's usually it's usually a big talk between um, PlayStation and Xbox, um, but I think that i think that xbox has been kind of dropping the ball recently especially with the the xbox one um they had some good games that were planned to be released but ended up not ever really coming out um if <laughs> i remember correctly i'm pretty sure the only halo they had on the xbox one was um some remasters
1: yeah they didn't even have a, a edition. Yeah. <laughs> right
3: exactly and um again i'm not the uh I'm not an Xbox guy, so I haven't played um, any of the Gears of War. But from what I've heard from people who do love the Gears of War series, the new one on the Xbox One was pretty much just a rehashing of all the ideas from previous Gears of Wars games.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think that's Xbox's main problem: is a lot of their games just become rehashes of the games behind them. Like Halo's been around since like the beginning of the 2000s. Right. and as much as as much as they done with franchise it's this basically the same game over and over again
1: and the right, same experience exactly. of war what I when you
2: will... have but
1: no go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: but then you yeah, have playstation and like they, they had they had like five uncharted but each game they had they managed to make a brand new story and add things to it so each game felt like a brand new game of they the same characters of right. a whole new game and not just a Yeah video. and they yeah, still
1: exactly. they still learned how to like let it go too you know what i mean like Nathan Drake is done like we've yeah. gotten cool yeah. extra stories from other characters and stuff but like the series like ran its course for them and you know that's it um i think what will be interesting though in uh cuz i i obviously agree i think PlayStation has the best you know uh exclusive games um i think it will be interesting to see what happens now that bethesda is under the umbrella Ooh, microsoft
3: yeah wow. honestly um that's what i yeah i'm excited to see that too yeah because i it honestly might spur me to buy an xbox in addition to my playstation mm-hmm. for the first time uh, down the road yeah for the first time yeah. <laughs> first time xbox owner would be this generation um But I mean, yeah, because I mean, Zenimax, uh, the parent company of Bethesda, has—they just have so many um, titles, Mm. just in general. And now Microsoft owns all of them, and of course, they'll still be on PC as well. So PC gamers don't really have to worry about missing out on those. um, On those, it'll be—it'll
1: just be interesting because I know they've—they've like pledged to like titles that were supposed to come out on both already are still like doing that. Yeah. But like whether yeah. or not that continues forward, we still don't.
2: Yeah, like uh, I think uh I think in that transaction, the company that make, makes makes Death uh, Deathloop, one of the PS five exclusives, mm-hmm. is still gonna be a PS five exclusive, even yeah. though Xbox bought the company that made it. Right. So, exactly. so still honoring stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Right. So I would imagine for like the first like year or so of like owning a new generation console, I'm not gonna want to grab an Xbox. Yeah, right. Exactly.
3: Yeah, uh, there's there's just a few games um, that I think that if ex- Microsoft does make them Xbox exclusives could either um, it could go either two of ways. Like, um, for instance, like Elder Scrolls six, if I mean, people have been Whoa. waiting for that game since like 2013 when they mm-hmm. um, first announced development on it. I think it was 2013. Don't quote me on that. Um, but a while had, ago, it, it's been a long time um people have been waiting for this game and if they end up making that an xbox exclusive i see it going either one of two ways either they'll sell an insane amount of xbox consoles so for console gamers who want to play that game Mm -hmm. or the game is just gonna fail right because it's not on playstation (laughs) as well you know yeah
1: I, i think that's i think the the real decision for them is because i mean if you own the the rights to the game like you selling it through playstation still makes you money you know right exactly yeah, so i yeah. think it's i think to get people to hop on board like the whole xbox ecosystem you need like a list of games that you're gonna get that you can't get anywhere else right right yeah and like and xbox it, I think already a way- doesn't do that so like you would having bethesda they would have to start doing that otherwise i just think monetarily they should still license it out to sony
3: yeah i agree and i mean they did that a little bit with this last generation um with uh cuphead and Mm. um i guess it was just cuphead was the big one um that it was originally on switch Mm -hmm. and i think that was a smart move because Um, usually a lot of console gamers uh, tend to have a Nintendo console and either a PlayStation or Xbox yeah Um, so I mean people I mean like me and like you guys who have a switch and a PlayStation if you have a second console um, couldn't play things like Cuphead and so having Xbox put that on switch I think was really smart and then they eventually did put it on PlayStation as well um, Mm. which I mean just of course made them more money off the game um but i think that is really smart and i think i'm hoping that they'll do that um but not necessarily with bethesda but moving away from that they they own ninja theory now too
0: Um, oh yeah a year or two ago
3: um and they made uh hellblade which was a really really popular game when it first came out um and they i think they've started development on a sequel um yeah yeah but i think something like that will probably make its way to Switch as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, not necessarily PlayStation, but if they have that, and then if they keep like some smaller Bethesda titles exclusive, like if they make Evil Within 3 or um, a Fallout spinoff or something like that. Like a sequel to Fallout 76 mm-hmm. um instead of like another mainline Fallout game. If they keep those exclusives, I think that people would be would be more inclined to hop on board buying an xbox instead of just being disappointed and angry that they can't play you know fallout 5 or right um, elder Scrolls 6 on their playstation
1: mm-hmm. now uh so like that's that's the whole game side now how much do you think that like design i guess factors into things well from because
2: uh uh i was on twitter recently as one does and IGN had just recently released like all the reviews for like uh, the PlayStation console, and like, the controller and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they mentioned was how much the new Dual Sense controller adds to the games themselves. Like just the controller and the different things they added to the controller heightens experience a lot. So I think that's something that's gonna influence a lot of next generation is all the new things playstation has implemented into the next console like the controller and the haptic feedback and all those things mm-hmm. that'll make right it different enough from xbox that people want to try it
3: more than just the same xbox again just a more powerful xbox you know what i mean right yeah exactly i do think i do think that's important too i think that the dual sense controllers have a better chance of being successful than the xbox series x controllers um because like like abraham was just saying the dual sense have more new things in them um the xbox series x controllers um from what i've read about them anyway um seem to just be um next generation xbox one controllers right
1: it's like updating a car it's like a lot of the times there isn't much else besides like the look and maybe the feel of it you know right exactly
3: and like there's nothing super wrong with that i've i've love xbox one controllers i think they're super comfortable if i'm going to play on pc with some friends i'm going to use an xbox one controller um so i mean i do love the dualshock 4 as well i think it's probably playstation's best controller
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um so far of course i haven't played haven't used the DualSense yet because the playstation 5 is now right but i do think um i mean just looking at current gen i think that both xbox and playstation have their best feeling controllers out there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I um, I controversial opinion. I will always and I think it's just because I grew up with like my, you know, my best friend when I was younger had PlayStation's. Um, right. Yeah. So like I've grown up using the controller built the way Sony does it with both analog sticks at the bottom. So my I still hate the you know, the backwards you know, the Oh, flip analog right, exactly. On, xbox like it's like it's fine and it's not like a huge you know deal or anything but like if i had to pick right exactly i would keep my hands on a dual i'm
2: i'm pretty used to it because my most used controller is probably the switch Pro controller Mm -hmm. and i use that for smash like all the time so i'm really used to having that exact layout so i could use an xbox controller no problem yeah but again, I've also used PlayStation controls all the time too, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm on, I'm on the fence of each each of each one, and it's like the fact that PS5 added things is making me want that controller more than Xbox again.
3: Right, right for sure, and I do think it does it does help with the different kinds of games you play, because um, I think that with Nintendo games, I mean they mostly like platformers and fighting games. Um, I think it makes sense to have. The analog stick across from the buttons because you're going to be using those two most often
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah you know um but i do think that in shooter games or games where there's a heavy reliance on moving the camera as well as your character i do prefer sony's um the dual analog stick being both on the bottom the parallel analog sticks mm-hmm. Uh, Because even if you move and you need to press some buttons, you're going to be moving the camera around as well. And it keeps your hands in the same positions.
1: I've never really thought about it that way, but like that makes sense because when I, if I played like a Mortal Kombat, I like having, I like playing that on PlayStation because I use the, um, the D pad. Right. And the buttons. Yeah. So like my thumbs are parallel to each other while doing that on a dual shot controller.
2: Yeah, I remember. I remember the uh, uh, one of the first times I used PlayStation controller was to play a uh, uh, Battlefront Two back in the PS2 with you guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember that was like one of the first times I used a control that had both of the analog sticks on the bottom. Right. And I remember it thinking it felt so amazing using it, you having the set up like that, and not having it like on the like just having it next to each other made it feel that much more comfortable. Right. With that kind of game.
1: I think also that that was. That generation of consoles was also, because um, I guess the other control you would have used then would have been like GameCube, right? Because we didn't have. Yeah, it was just like GameCube or like, or yeah, like the like Wii that, remote. Those, that, I can understand that one feeling weird. Like that, That I feel like that controller wasn't, I know people love that controller, but like. Yeah. That's thought it felt really to be chunky to me. Yeah. The space yeah, difference just... between the two and then putting your hands on, you know, the PlayStation Dual, uh, I guess that was a DualShock 2, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. on that controller, the way it was built probably felt smaller and easier to handle. At least that generation. Yeah.
2: And besides, right. whenever I use GameCube controllers, like the GameCube games that mo- that were most popular, also like just a set of tap controls. Those fighting games like Smash or mm-hmm. Mario Sunshine. So I never really had a u- reason to use other analog stick, anyways. Right. So going yeah. over to fight shooting games on other on PlayStation consoles. Mean we actually need to use that second analog stick, right. and that setup became that much more apparent how good it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, other thoughts uh, on PlayStation, like on this generation of games, uh, things I'm worried about. Um, PlayStation has announced like basically a new game for all of their major titles already. I've thought about yeah. That too. yeah. So like, what's it gonna look like two and a half years in?
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the biggest games of recent
1: times were
2: Spider-Man, God of War, and Horizon Zero Dawn. And all three of those games have already gotten announced. Right, and they, exactly. And they haven't mentioned anything about continuing Uncharted, and they already made a spinoff of it. And I don't think they would continue making more spinoffs off it after they've right. already lived this life pretty well.
0: Exactly.
3: And so like, what about- I don't know. See, the thing with Naughty Dog, too, is that they... They take time to make their games and while they are probably the most notorious game company for crunch time um, They they have such wide windows between releases especially nowadays when they're working on like like huge blockbuster games like Last of Us Part 2 and Uncharted 4 yeah.
2: mm-hmm. I mean last of us part one and part two there was last, last of us number one was like what 2013 Yeah, it was like the last game released on the PS3. (laughs) Yeah, and part two came out just in June it was, right? Right. So I mean that I mean, and especially that's part two coming out, that's one of another one of the biggest titles that's come out recently. And that was for PS4. So now that's another one, you're not gonna get a Dog game for the few years on PS5, probably. Because it just
3: caught part two under the PS5. And on top of that, who knows what it's gonna be anyway? is it gonna be a last of us part three? Is it going to be Uncharted 5? Is it going to be an Uncharted spinoff? Is it going to be a Jack and Daxter game, which they haven't made in a while?
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Or is it going to be something completely new?
1: Right. And that's the other thing too, is like not only have they like planned releases for their big games, but like they've brought back, you know, old properties that they haven't done in a while. So they can't Mm -hmm. even like revive that later. You know what I mean? Like when's the last time we got a crash game? or ratchet and clank you know and those already have games coming out like basically day one right yeah yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) i don't
3: know like i don't know what they're gonna do the thing the only thing that that gives me hope for is maybe that these games that are giving getting sequels early on will get another sequel um like at the end of the playstation 5's lifetime true um so yeah. especially spider-man since miles morales isn't so much a full sequel as it is kind of like
2: yeah you know, I, I feel like
3: miles morales is to spider-man like lost legacy is to uncharted mm-hmm. yeah
2: and i actually just read something uh i think it was also by IGN. They, they uh just posted recently uh that it took them i think seven to eight hours to complete the story and only 15 hours for them to 100 percent the game Wow. So It's not a very large game by any means. No, it's so they very could easily make another like another main title in the PS5's lifetime.
3: Right. Like, And as much as I love Miles Morales and I'm super glad that he's getting his own game, I feel like if they, they could make another sequel about Peter Parker as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Or even a uh, Miles Morales full game as right. well. Either of those would be just people with... Eat that up. (laughs) I feel like we'd be
1: we'd be more likely to see um a DLC for that though. In like the form of Peter Parker at least. Like maybe we would get a full Miles Morales game later. Um then there's other games that have kind of like been
2: in the shadows for a long time. Like they ever since like Batman Ultimate Knight came out, like Mm -hmm. multiple years ago, that has been like rumors of them making a new Batman game and they finally had Batman Gotham Knights coming out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, so that's another game that'll that's off the table. So even like even like long roomboard games like that, they've started announcing games like that too.
3: Right. So I mean, and the thing with the Batman games too is I mean if you played Ark spoilers for Arkham Knight, but I mean Batman <laughs> stops being Batman at the end of the game. That's the whole point right. of the end of the game, is that Bruce Wayne isn't Batman anymore. Um, so I mean moving it forward. I think Gotham Knights is a really smart game and I am really excited to play it Um, but they've also said that it's not a direct sequel to the arkham series. It's Just mm-hmm. kind of set in the same Kind of world right. Yeah. Um, and it's not directly tied to the events of the arkham series. So it'd be interesting to see if um, warner brothers Ends up making like another like batman right. batman game and not just a gotham game.
1: I think yeah also like so they're releasing all of these games right away which like s- seems like a problem and has felt like a problem in my head you know mm-hmm. um but who's gonna buy all of those games right now you know not me i ain't, I ain't got money for that i, <laughs> <all the consoles. laughs> exactly.
2: I, I just bought a five hundred dollar console i'm not gonna go spend another five hundred dollars on all these brand new <laughs> <games> <laughs> right exactly and
1: so like yes all these games are coming out right now but it's almost more like options for players it, it provides i think now that i'm thinking about it more it's, it almost seems smart to me because it provides everyone to get the game they want with the start of a new yeah. console you know what i mean and then right. like after i've played the game that i want and now you know i you know i have the money to buy this one and that one and whatever then i can start picking more things so it's good- maybe it's less of a problem that they're all coming out super close to each other than i
2: it's a good incentive to buy the console because you know you have that many good options coming out soon. So you're more likely to get a PS five over an Xbox who haven't announced as many top tier games for the console versus PS five, who you know even just within the next coming year and a half, you're gonna have all of these options of games to get.
0: Mm-hmm, so the more likely right.
2: to buy you're the more likely to have a larger flock of consumers right away for the console right. to get it. Right, exactly.
1: And in that vein, I think <laughs> what they're doing with PS Now is really smart, too. PS Now and PS Plus, all the... Uh, oh, I'm getting...
2: Sure. I tend on doing that right away, especially for people like me. I didn't have a PS4. So I missed out on all these big games, like Persona 5 Royal. I missed out on all the Uncharted games and the rest of us O One 1 and 2. Like, I'm going to get... I'm going to... I'm gonna, The instant I get my PlayStation, I'm going to get that so that I can play all those old, old games.
3: Right, exactly.
1: And I'll probably and I mean, replay them <laughs> on the new system because... It'll look better, it'll run better, you know.
3: I will say the one thing that Xbox has going forward in comparison to that is, like, the Game Pass. Right. um, Which does have some last-gen games as well as a lot of... um, And last-gen is in, like, Xbox One. And then (laughs) current-gen games for Xbox Series X as well. Um, And it's priced lower. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm not an Xbox guy. It might be free for all I know if you have an Xbox Mm -hmm. account. But um they do have that
1: yeah game pass i feel like has been better than playstation's offerings of the same thing for a long time honestly right yeah um i guess that's just a difference it's it's what you're willing to sink your money into honestly
3: right exactly
1: yeah are you trying to sink your money into hardware and physical copies of things or are you already on your way to cloud gaming? You know, exactly. that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I got a um, a Nintendo Switch first
2: was because, first of all, it was at the time like a hundred and fifty dollars cheaper than any of the other consoles that were mm-hmm. on the market. Most of the games were cheaper, and there were so many smaller games you could get on that console, that were easier to play through than all the AAA games that PlayStation and Xbox came out with. Right. So at the time, for me being a junior in high school. I didn't have the money to buy all these bigger games so i got the cheaper thing that had more cheaper things on it. Right. right so exactly. uh,
3: oftentimes what you can sell depends on what people are willing to buy mm-hmm. that's true and i i will say i am a little scared that uh sony's um getting a little cocky with the playstation 5 um like they because that was the biggest downfall i mean going back to the ps3 xbox 360 generation um, oh yeah I mean they didn't uh, they have very hard time (laughs) selling ps3s um, especially compared to the Xbox 360 because they kept it overpriced and didn't have as many options didn't have as much options for the price Um, and I don't think they're doing that it's not nearly as bad with the PlayStation 5 what they're doing Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean there are still major news sources out there that are like saying you know Buy the PlayStation if you want, because it's going to be a great console and everything. It's got great games and stuff. But if you're looking for a better bang for your buck for third-party games, at least, right, um, yeah. then the Xbox is probably the way to go. Especially, if, like George, you were saying, if you're already moving towards cloud gaming and digital-only gaming and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Xbox yeah. seems the way to go. And I think that, and I was talking to, I don't remember if I was talking to you, Abraham, about this, but I'm pretty sure I was talking to Joseph about it. Um, Just like, I used to have, I used to have PlayStation now. And I had that when I was, yeah. I was living in my own apartment. So like, I had my own Wi-Fi and I set up the internet how, you know, I wanted it. We had as much speed as we wanted. And so like, I had a reliable enough internet connection to play. And there was only like, there were three people there. So there wasn't even that much taking up internet space anyways. Um, so it was great there, but like when you're living, I'm back at home right now. And um, although it's just the three of us, the TV's usually on, there's usually a computer on cause somebody's working. Um, and the, I mean, the TV's only internet for us now, you know, and then we're all on our phones. So like, there's always stuff eating up the internet, even though we have good internet. So just like, it's not, I can't play like a full yeah. game solely online right. in this setup. So yeah. I think that too is going to be a big factor for people transitioning. Like I th- I th- I think cloud gaming is the future. Like I think that's what's going to happen, you know, and it'll turn right. into like the way yeah. people buy vinyls now where it's like I really love that album so I'm going to do something special and get it like this, you know. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest block in moving to streaming stuff like that.
2: Right. Exactly. I mean the only reason the only reason I got a, a, a PS5 with a disk drive in it was because I didn't have a PS4 and I wanted to be able to play PS4 games. So I needed the disk drive to play those games. If I didn't want to play so many PS4 games, I would have gotten just the digital edition PS5 mm-hmm. because I wouldn't I as for me I'm not as much of a collector as you or Joseph is, especially Joseph. Joseph likes collecting all these different kinds of games that he likes to own and display. I mean, you've seen the shelf, it's full of PS4 <laughs> right. games,
0: right?
2: <laughs> I myself could not care less about my, what my collection looks like. I own 70% of my games are all digital on the Switch. Right. So for me, I wouldn't mind going to digital or cloud gaming because I just want to play the game and have fun with it. Right. Right.
3: And i don't think i think i agree i think that cloud and digital gaming is obviously the future um i have of course i don't know how soon it will be the only thing and i honestly don't think that physical games will ever die
0: Mm. you
3: know i do expect i it's different than other streaming services i mean i don't expect people to make dvds and blu-rays forever um, I don't expect people to make CDs forever either, right? Um, I think vinyl has a better chance of staying around
0: mm-hmm. as
3: far as music is concerned Just because it's something bigger and more collectible than just like a little CD in a plastic right. case um, yeah. but I think that games are something that every everybody buys You know,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it's yeah so other, And it's so you're always looking for the best deal on that and a lot of times the best deal is just a used physical copy of the game Mm-hmm.
2: And I think one of yeah. the one of the things that George pointed out really well is that right now, like cloud gaming isn't always doesn't always work the best. Like I think you said, when we all were on the Wi-Fi, it didn't always work really well. Right. The difference between video games going to the cloud and like movies and music going into the cloud is that Netflix works. Like you never like yeah, might have a little bit like a bad connection for a little bit. That means you drop down to 720p for five seconds and shoot back up again. Like, you're always going to have access to Netflix. You always have access to that. iTunes doesn't, like, just shut down because you have bad Wi-Fi. You can always get downloadable music. You can always access Spotify. Mm-hmm. So those things work all the time. It's cloud gaming, that kind of thing. It's always, it can be spotty. It doesn't always work all the time. So that's maybe one of the reasons it's not going to get big for a while.
1: I mean, it, it, in general, I'm excited about next-gen consoles. Sure. Um, I don't care that yeah. my PS5 is going to look like a Wi-Fi router. Whatever, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess the, the Wi-Fi have, router. Was a different. <laughs> right. I guess exactly. people have their entertainment system set up the, the way they want it to look, but like, I, I hide it behind something. I don't know.
3: It's <laughs> like it's gonna. I'm gonna throw it on my dresser, probably behind my TV, because it's the only place that anything else will fit on right on my yeah. system. I mean, like.
1: Mm-hmm so uh, whatever it, it'll be fine people need to get over that um, exactly
3: and it's not like they're not going to have redesigns halfway through their lives exactly anyway so oh, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> how, if, if you hate redesign... the way it looks wait till the ps5 slim comes out or right. the xbox series x point two or something right you know? that's, okay that's
1: my thing about the x ex- like how are you going to redesign a rectangle <laughs>
3: that's that is fair i'm just making a smaller rectangle they did it with the xbox one though and like uh, let's be real the xbox one s looks a lot better than the original xbox one i
1: mean yes (laughs) so it's just funny to me (laughs) that's another thing i thought about too With how
2: is the switch gonna continue being a console like a relevant console through these two new consoles because rest right. has been doing a good job, but it has exhausted a lot of its main games so far. Right. So is it gonna keep doing as well as it's doing now when these two brand new consoles come out? With, I mean, the Switch the was already behind in the hardware,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: now with these with the even more powerful consoles coming out, all the Switch has going for it really is its gimmicks of you know being handheld. So how right. will it fare in the brand new age
1: of PS5 and Series X consoles? I think release I mean, a new Mario Kart and things will be fine.
3: I'm, honestly, <laughs> Mario Kart 9, you'll be good. <laughs> 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 I mean, the thing about Nintendo is that, um, I mean, I love their games and their games are incredible. But they also tend to rely too heavily on the fact that they have Nintendo games and nobody else does.
1: So, <laughs> they're what PlayStation wishes they could do with their exclusives, I feel like.
3: Honestly, they are. Like, people... I mean, I bought my Switch so that I could play Mario. I'm not even going to lie about it. That's the only reason I yeah. bought it. Was yeah, I, bought you it can't from, play Mario on a PlayStation. Right, I bought know? it I mean, I the, literally, the while. I
2: literally <laughs> bought my I bought my Switch the day after Smash Ultimate came out so that I could own Smash Ultimate. That's exactly. why I got a Switch.
3: Right. So, I mean... But uh, I mean, the Wii U showed us that you cannot, you can't just rely on what games you have. Because I mean, <laughs> the Wii U had some good games. I mean, as we've yeah. seen by owning Switches and playing those games. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> as I, <as>, I learned <laughs> from the YouTuber Scott the Wise, when they re-released <laughs> Mario Kart Eight on the Switch, that new version of Mario Kart Eight sold more copies than the Wii U sold consoles.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
2: So just because you have a good game that sold 25 million plus copies, if it's on a crappy console with, with that doesn't sell well, even though you have that game on it, doesn't mean you'll do a good job.
3: Exactly. I mean, the Sega Dreamcast had Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 on it, which, uh, I mean, <laughs> are highly regarded as the best 3D Sonic games out there but and
1: who owned a dreamcast.
3: Right. Who was a dream? My, like, I mean, our own owns did. a dreamcast and like
1: he doesn't even have oh, Sonic yeah. Adventure. So, like,
3: about
1: that. He only had a demo. I mean, he I had mean, like a demo version last, of it.
3: He did. He did have a demo of Sonic Adventure. We spent okay, Tangent. We spent so much time on that system trying to figure out how to get to the second level before oh we got to like middle school, and we're like, this is just a demo disc, actually, isn't I it? I forgot about that oh my goodness but but yeah so i mean uh, there are those rumors of the like nintendo switch like pro or whatever in quotes pro Mm -hmm. yeah that it might be coming out like spring of next year like early quarter two i think is what they're Mm -hmm. (laughs) rumoring
1: see but the thing is like like mario games don't take up that much Power, you know what I mean, right? Like, exactly. I'm like, yeah. Give me better graphics for Mario, like that. <laughs> I <something>. know <laughs> that makes that makes you wonder. Well, do
2: you think Nintendo might ever make more powerful games? Like, do you think like if cause then they'll already announce the uh, Legend of Zelda: The wow Two, right? Mm-hmm. Think with if they make a, a Switch Pro or whatever it could be, what be called, do you think they would make Legend of Zelda a more powerful game so that they could take advantage of it, or do you think they will still make it in the same vein so that it could still be played on? The here's what i think switch.
1: here's what i think because i tried to play assassin's creed 3 on the switch okay first of all the game just doesn't hold up that well in general second of all it just i it looked so it was it just wasn't a great experience okay and i think we're seeing nintendo trying to add more of those kinds of games into its library so that people don't feel the need to buy their competitors hardware right and mm-hmm. yeah. if they want to keep doing that, they need to upgrade the system,
3: right? Like Assassin's Creed and The Witcher Three is also really notorious, okay. and they 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 also released the uh,
2: the Resident Evil remakes on there. Mm-hmm. And like I have I've been wanting to try those games, but I purposely just didn't buy them because I just I just knew that they would run poorly and not even look that right. great. So I I I purposely waited like the months since they've come out to get the ps5 and pay them on there because they'll work on the run better on there right right
3: i mean and so i think that's a big thing that they'll do if they do have this nintendo switch like pro i mean it's going to re- reveal like a lot of third-party games that they can actually run on their system because <clears throat> that's that's the thing that they're they're lagging behind in as far as like competing with playstation and xbox goes like the third-party mm. games Because, I mean, the most recent Resident Evil, Resident Evil is a good example because they've always had a good relationship with Nintendo. Um, But, I mean, the most recent Resident Evil they have on there is Resident Evil 6, which came out in, like, 2012 for the PlayStation 3. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) 2012 or 2013, I can't remember off the top of my head. But they did have Resident Evil Seven on there for a while, but you couldn't—you wouldn't download it to your system. You would play—you would play it from the cloud, essentially. It was a cloud game, and oh. you would get access to play the game when you bought it, mm. um, which was a whole other thing because obviously the Switch connecting to Wi-Fi is a problem that Nintendo's been having ever since <laughs> it was released. So, yeah,
1: I think I. Mean, I it, It also, like, it's they've been carving this niche, too, of indie games, you know? And a lot of these... Yeah. A lot of those games also don't need all the power of, you know, the next generation consoles and stuff. So, I mean, I I really think that it's just a matter of how much money does it cost to do it all? You know what I mean? Right, And is it just better for them to be, like, the weird cousin of consoles you know what i mean and like they have all the like off the cuff games and then they also have mario
0: yeah
1: i
2: mean like yeah because like one of the biggest games that was on the switch was celeste i mean celeste was a general or game of the year and i think the 2018 it was the year it came out i think yeah and i mean that was just some random indie game that um, that some guys made it shot through the popularity i mean it became such a huge game and other games like that, like games, I mean, I mean, other games that are on other consoles like Hollow Knight and like Ori and World of the Wisps, I mean, those are on other consoles, but they work well for the Switch because they don't need to be beautiful. They don't need to run amazingly mm-hmm. because they're just $15 indie games that you can buy that the Switch just works well with.
1: Right. Exactly. And the thing too so is they, it's all stylized art. So like you said, like it doesn't need the realistic graphics and everything. Right. I
3: do I do think that Nintendo first-party games can benefit from, like, not necessarily better graphics, but just a more powerful system. Because uh, even Breath of the Wild had a lot of, like, pop-in as far mm-hmm. as, like, distance goes, because it's such yeah. a huge game. Um, and this is something that Arlo talks about in his, um, not his most recent news roundup, but I think he had a video specifically on the pro Switch rumors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is Breath of the Wild 2 is something that wouldn't super benefit from that because you could be able to see the whole world at one time (laughs) at least that that
2: and uh um uh uh, the pokemon sword and shield games i know like yeah seeing games like that like you can literally watch as pokemon spawn in like half
3: a screen away from you i do think that is also partially in part to game freak just (laughs) being game freak if you know what i mean (laughs) so um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, a bunch of Nintendo first-party games, like they, they look fine. You know, they don't have to look any better, but they can run better. Yeah, I mean, playing Captain Toad or Donkey Kong Country, it's Captain Toad specifically. Uh, there's a lot of frame rate drops in Captain Toad, which is surprising because everything in that game moves so slowly anyway that you're like, why can't you just consistently run at thirty frames per second? Right. Yeah, which already is half of what um the highest end uh eighth generation consoles run like ps4 and xbox one Mm -hmm. i mean if you buy the the xbox one x it's going to run at 60 frames per second and the same with the ps4 pro yeah and so i mean when you have the nintendo switch which i mean has pop in on their biggest games pokemon and Zelda and has frame rate drops in Donkey Kong Country and Captain Toad, you it's it becomes less of a question of do they need better graphics and more of how can we make these games run smoothly um mm-hmm. on a console that is should be better than the console they were made for.
1: Right. Yeah. And it'll create it also- less problems for developers too if they do that.
2: Right. Yeah, it makes me think a lot about it too because I mean they just recently announced that they that they are not making any more like CDs's at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: the the main focus right now, unless they plan on making a new handheld, the main focus is the Switch, which is a handheld and a console.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So will they make that's that's another thing they that the Nintendo might have to think about is is just a Switch they're handheld now. So will they make the Switch right. Pro control the Switch Pro? Its own console, and the hand the the Switch will be its
3: handheld, quote unquote. You know, right.
0: right.
2: Well, they do so also that, have the
3: Switch Lite as well. Yeah. Um, so what I think I think a smart thing for them to do is to have the Switch Pro and just make the make the Switches that we have now obsolete essentially by having the Switch Pro, and then continue working on that and have games that are exclusive to Switch Pro or exclusive to Switch the Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. And I think that could I think that would be a good business decision. As a consumer, I wouldn't be super excited about it because then there would probably be games that I would want to play that are only on Switch Lite and vice versa and blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. But I think that as a business, that would be really smart because then they would have the dichotomy again of their console versus their handheld and their handheld being less lower quality like graphics and things like that. Um, uh, but having the the home console having better graphics being able to support these games because that's what they had i mean specifically during the gamecube era that was the height of nintendo's like third-party representation um as far as like big games go because they had stuff like the new resident evils were being released on there and Mm -hmm. um i mean the new sonic games and everything like that and of course they still do have sonic on there because sonic is another one of those games that like it doesn't really need to look that great as long as it's as long as it's sonic right but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think that 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 would help them get more third-party big 30-party developers like ubisoft and activision and people like that to get their huge games like new assassin's creed games onto the switch yeah mm-hmm. i mean what's i mean didn't they say about hollows only when to get 60 fps as a game? Yeah, I think, well, I think Valhalla has, a, like, a minimum of 60 FPS, so I think that if oh, the frame okay. rate drops, or if you just have, like, a worse um, TV or monitor screen, then it'll run at 60 FPS. Right. But oh, okay. I think it's, like, a maximum of 120 is what they're saying is the maximum that the I think so. new PlayStations and Xboxes can mm-hmm. run. I think so, yeah. Which is just crazy to me. I know a lot of PC gamers will be like, well, we've had 120... FPS <laughs> since 2002. It's like, well, if you spend it spent a thousand dollars on a graphic card, in
2: yeah. you better have 120 FPS. <laughs> right,
3: we'll Bob, boy. <laughs> right, exactly. And like now, of course, I mean, you can buy like those same graphic cards for like super cheap and still have 120 FPS on PC. But the fact that consoles are consoles and televisions are getting to that point where they're almost on par. Yeah, With gaming PCs. And I think that, that's really
2: incredible. The fact that something that, like, that the mainstream, quote unquote, the mainstream part of gaming is now at that upper echelon of that quality of right. gaming. That it's the mainstream people that are now there too, not just the, right. the quote unquote elitists sort
1: or of whatever. Right. Now, just watch uh, PC gaming jump again, you know, here in a year. <laughs> yeah right i don't want to even matter. like nvidia
3: nvidia releasing a graphic card like here's 300 frames per second we'll be like well we tried it <laughs> again guys yeah, you guys sure. <laughs> it's just
1: like there, there comes a point where frame like okay you could probably keep pushing frame rates forever and ever and ever and ever if you really wanted to but like the human eye is can like you know you're only going to process so many things so fast yeah it's, you know I I, mean, yeah. Uh, that's what they're talking about like um I mean, I some- 4k TVs and AK TVs and you know, like it keeps getting better. And like mm-hmm. sitting so close to the TV X amount of distance. Like you literally cannot tell a difference. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're pushing something that like, yeah, it's cool and all, but like at a certain point you're not doing anything, but pretending it's better. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Like it might yeah. look like me like more clear but at that point at that at this at that point it's i think it's less about pixels on screen and more about how you use those pixels if right. you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: like when uh yeah. they
3: showed off unreal the unreal engine 5 and they were talking about all these like triangles or whatever
2: uh-huh. oh my gosh i called the word triangle more in this because it's five minutes watching that than like <laughs> all of geometry man <laughs> right so <I> triangles <laughs>
3: <laughs> so i think that that's something that's more important because that, is what that for me is what I see in the difference between the PS5 and Xbox series X and the PS4 and Xbox one. Right. It it's on screen to make it, to make it look better and not right. necessarily how, how small can we divide up these pixels? You know?
1: Right. It's yeah. It's how much of the frame are you using actively rather than my actual frame rate? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and at some point too, will once you add so many frames and things, it starts to become, looks so nice, it becomes unrealistic. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, right. yes, it looks nicer and has a proper tro- image and stuff, but humans, I mean, we don't have, we have eyesight, but something like we can see perfectly everywhere all the time. Right. So once you get to such a nice graphic and such a nice, so many frames per second, it starts to look so unrealistic like so nice it looks like
3: a, it looks like a game and not actual life mm-hmm. right at that point it looks like a piece of art instead of, of like what you would see in
1: in, life. in real life yeah yeah exactly. okay. so okay well uh i think that's a decent place to end for today
3: yeah i, I agree yeah we've <laughs> started right. off at playstation versus xbox but it was really just What's What's coming next? What's the next generation gonna
1: be like? Uh, In other news, uh, this thing only recorded records like half an hour, so I missed a little bit in the middle. So I might call you back later when I'm editing it and be like, "Okay, we need to finish up this topic again because I lost it." (laughs) Nice. Um, But I I also noticed and like like started recording again, so we have like another 18 minutes or whatever on the back end that it'll be. Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh tune in <laughs> next time I guess for all three all three about... of our listeners. Right, exactly. And the the three of our listeners are the three of us. Um Hey. <laughs> but yeah, uh this was fun. We'll do it again and probably talk about uh a specific game next time maybe or who knows. Anything can happen between now and then. Okay.